Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome back to 12 Days Pod. I'm Kara Zelaya, and I'm joined here with my co-host, partner, fiance, and the princess who gets switched again and again and again, Dan Takaki. So many of me. I just keep getting switched. So many switcheroos. Yeah. If you're new here, this is our holiday season podcast, one that is so seasonal that it is only relevant for 12 weeks of the year, which is how long Christmas is meant to be celebrated. That is right. We love Christmas and we love Christmas movies. So we're here to talk about some of our favorites and some of our not so favorites for no reason other than to have a good time. So let's get into it. Dearest Dan, What are we talking about this week? This week, we are taking a look back at another Netflix Christmas movie sequel, Princess Switch Switched Again, starring (sighs) not one, not two, but three Vanessa Hudgens as the titular Princess Switched and Again. Yeah. Yeah. As as we all know by now, these are my favorite of the Netflix Christmas movies. (laughs) For some reason. (laughs) Vanessa Hudgens. We've made that very clear. I don't know why you're always like, for some reason. It's like, Vanessa Hudgens is why. Kara does not tend to be a fan of these, but why don't you tell us what you thought this movie was going to be about? I think it's important to note, both of us forgot how the first movie ended. Yeah. (laughs) Which sort of colored what we thought was going to happen going into this one. Yeah, we had no idea how the first one ended. Not a clue. Which, honestly, is more shocking for you because you've seen the first one twice. Oh, here's the thing. I've seen the first one once and the first half of the first one twice. Oh, I see. Yeah. Mm. I did not catch the end of the first one the first time I watched it. So that's why. You were like, stop the presses. I need to save this watching experience for the podcast. That's exactly what what it was. (laughs) You know, when this came out in like 2017, I was like, one day. Anyway, because this movie is so memorable, I thought that. Baker Vanessa Hudgens moves to the kingdom and opens a bake shop, which Mm -hmm. ended up being true? Question mark? I don't think she has a bakery there. Yes, she does. In her other, in her kingdom, she has, because now she's also a princess, which I forgot. Yes. But she is also a princess, which is what makes this confusing, is that Baker Vanessa, Chicago Vanessa, is also a princess Vanessa. Well, the other confusing thing is that who we both identified during our, our recollection of this movie as Princess Vanessa is actually a duchess. She's not the princess. I don't, I know. I, I can't. I can't. This is why you do the recaps. Chicago, there's Chicago, and then there's like vaguely British Vanessa Hudgens. Right. While the Duchess Vanessa Hudgens struggles with running a kingdom, also true. Baker, Chicago Vanessa Hudgens princess, struggles to live in the public eye and own a small business. And at the end, they both end up engaged. That didn't happen because Baker Chicago Princess Vanessa Hudgens got married at the end of the first one. Right, which I forgot. And also, she's not struggling at all. Well, she is kind of struggling to run her kingdom. She's struggling to balance being married to Edward and helping run the kingdom. Yes. What did you think this movie would be about? Oh, you know, I thought that Duchess slash Princess Vanessa Hudgens was supposed to go to an event and regular (laughs) Vanessa Hudgens was visiting. But the royal Vanessa Hudgens either got sick or didn't want to go. What we thought was the royal Duchess Vanessa Hudgens. Yes, yes, correct. (laughs) She doesn't want to go. And so they swap places, but are immediately found out because everyone knows that they'd already switched. Like, and that's true. In the movie, everyone's like, didn't you guys switch places before? And they're like, (laughs) yep. 
And this causes a huge crisis in the kingdom because people don't trust royal British Vanessa Hudgens and don't think she wants to be queen. And regular Vanessa Hudgens also hasn't been able to live well in her new country. That's what I thought. And, you know, they're both vaguely right and vaguely wrong. Not at all, like, what happens plot-wise in this movie, though. I immediately am already confused about who is who. So why don't you go ahead and tell us what happened in this movie? Even though I have to say, I do remember this one more than the first one. And it could be because we watched it yesterday. Yeah. So just for the folks at home, I will be using the characters' names to maybe help alleviate some of the confusion. Okay. Because we are introduced to a third Vanessa Hudgens in this movie. (laughs) These movies are so bad. I don't know what else you want i think they i definitely don't want a fourth vanessa hudgens i'll tell you that well she produced this movie guys just wait till we get to my notes okay i have some thoughts on that (laughs) okay so this movie starts out thankfully by recapping the first movie in a sort of like narrated animated skit uh because the thing with these movies is that so much happens during them and there's so much chaos that it's kind of hard to follow so it's a year later and christmas time again we re-meet the two main Vanessa Hudgens. First, we meet up with Chicago Vanessa, whose name is Stacy, and she's the baker and married to Prince Edward of Belgravia. And she is the princess of Belgravia and has been living in Belgravia. Belgravia. She's the original, not princess. Correct. But now she is a princess. Yes. Belgravia. Yes. Think baker, gravy, yeah. Belgravia. Stacy. 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 She's been working very hard to learn how to be a good princess, but in doing so, she's been kind of neglecting Edward, who's truly just trying to get it in with his wife. <laughs> um, right off the bat, I want to say, this movie is incredibly horny. Yes! Like, so thirsty. It was very confusing. Vanessa Hudgens is out here kissing. Like, she is doing a lot of soft intimate kissing with both kevin and edward in her dual roles yes and so like good for her for just like (laughs) doing what she wants to do yeah she's she's doing great but yeah this is a thirsty movie like her husband is really just trying to get it in and it's like not subtle no he's like i can think of a couple things that are more interesting to do than learn tax code in (laughs) belgravia he like lowers the lights like like, like, what if we just did something else barry white just you know makes a cameo and starts like singing holding, let's get it on he's like holding candles it's like <laughs> what do you think i don't know i wrote anyways back to the movie in my notes <laughs> because i knew we would get off track there <laughs> it's just so horny go on the other vanessa hudgens vh2 is named margaret who is the soon-to-be queen of montanaro after her uncle slash the king of montanaro suddenly died and her cousin abdicated the throne. What was the king's name? You the, made such a stink about this. The king, the king of Montanaro, his name is Dennis. <laughs> like, oh, who's that guy next door? Oh yeah, Dennis down at the bar? Yeah, Dennis. King we, Dennis of Montanaro. Last night we went to our city's like tree lighting, and the entire walk there, Dan was complaining about King Dennis. I just think that's the most ridiculous name. You could have made any You could have made it like another Edward. You could have been like Henry. Dennis? George. Yeah, George. Richard. No one's ever been named Dennis. And so she's had very little time to prep to be queen and her coronation is set for when christmas day 
Classic. Classic. Truly classic. A Netflix staple. That's when, um, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's when Mike Birbiglia's coronation was set in A Christmas Prince. What was his name? Richard. <laughs> I did it. Richard and Emily, because his sister's name's Emily. Got it. So at the end of the first movie, she and Kevin, Stacy's friend and co-owner of the bakery in Chicago, started dating, but have since broken up because they weren't planning for her to have to become queen, and so he and his daughter, Olivia, are back in Chicago. Leading up to the coronation, Stacy decides she wants to meddle and convinces Kevin to come to the coronation celebrations, which include a concert, a ball, and the coronation itself, to try and win back Margaret, or at least give them another shot. It's kind of unclear who called it quits between these two, Yeah, but both of them ultimately do kind of want to be together they're just unsure how to navigate this and stacy meddles yeah she does no regard for either of them whether they want to or not she's like they're destined to be together my <laughs> best friend who she calls incredibly hot she's like isn't he looking so hot <laughs> to <laughs> margaret she's like and she's like i guess he is looking rather well <laughs> i will say I mean, maybe this is in my notes, but unlike Falling for Christmas, everyone is unbelievably hot in these movies. Yeah. Everyone's very good looking. Yeah. Also, when we're with Margaret, there's an aide named Anthony who's in love with her and that's been trying to help her to prepare to be queen. And Margaret is kind of feeling it, but also definitely would rather either be alone or be with Kevin. Mm -hmm. We also later learn that Anthony's just kind of a snake. Yep. And he's just in it to get power, money, and that's pretty much what he wants in the end. During all of the festivities, we also meet Vanessa Hudgens, number three, <laughs> named Fiona, who is Margaret's cousin. So these two are actually related, and like it's known that they're related. But no one's ever put together that they also look exactly alike until this moment. So Fiona is also this like vaguely sort of influencer type but she's also just a spoiled royal and her whole deal is that she's run out of money and she's trying to scheme ways to get more money so back to the castle when kevin is there he and margaret keep trying to find time to spend together but it doesn't really work because margaret's so busy and so margaret and stacy hatch a plan to switch places again so margaret and kevin can see if they still want to give their relationship a try. So Stacy, without telling Edward for some reason, and with the help of Olivia and Margaret's aide, Mrs. Donatelli, turn Stacy back into Margaret, and Margaret and Kevin go off for the day to a winter wonderland to sort of rekindle their relationship. While all of this is happening, Stacy's husband is again trying to get it in or just spend time with her yeah. at all. Yeah, and she's like, I'm feeling sick. And Olivia's like sort of a distraction. She's like... Edward, come take me shopping. It's fine. Like we, we, I was supposed to go, but Stacy's not feeling well. So just take me shopping. Also, you're being kind of like a helicopter hoverer. And he's like, a what? And she's like, you're hovering. He's like, oh, no, I didn't realize. Which is just a lie. Yeah. So at the same time that they're doing this makeover, Fiona and her two friends decide that they're going to kidnap Margaret and pose as her. And rush up the coronation to basically steal a bunch of money from the country and run away to an island. This does not go according to plan, though, because they end up kidnapping Stacy instead during one of the winter concerts. And then it's up to the rest of the group to fix the mess. Also, while Fiona is pretending to be Margaret, she tells Kevin that she doesn't love him and that he and Olivia need to leave. Because she's like, this is getting too messy. I need you to get out of here so my plan can run smoothly. Otherwise, you're going to be around trying to like figure things out and i'm like i don't have time for that so fiona sends kevin and olivia 
back to Chicago. We'll talk on this in a second. Uh, she also gaslights Margaret into confusion about her own identity because when Margaret comes back to re-switch places with who she thinks is Stacy but is actually Fiona, Fiona, pretending to be Margaret, is like, we're not switching back. I'm perfectly capable of doing this. And she's like, what's going on? Why aren't you switching with me? It's a very bold move. Yeah, and it works. Kind of. It, well, like... Long it, enough. It Yeah, it works yeah. long enough where Margaret goes to talk to Edward to be like, hey, here's what's up. This is what happened. I know. We're not supposed to do it anymore, but we did it. Anyway, she's acting crazy. <laughs> and uh, you need to come help me. And then she's like, oh, wait a minute. This is obviously not Stacy. This is Fiona. What am I doing? And so the two of them storm over to Fiona's castle to try and find Stacy, where Stacy is being held unconscious because she got knocked out with some chloroform at the concert. Um, but she's basically already gotten out of all of their mess at this point because it's a giant castle with two people guarding her. And It's wild that this is a Netflix movie. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a Netflix movie and not a Hallmark movie, which, you know. I think we're sort of giving Netflix too much credit. You think so? Point. I think at this point we are. Okay. <laughs> I think that's the thing. Stacy escapes with the help of Edward and Margaret, and then they go back to Margaret's castle to stop the coronation of Fiona, who has managed to somehow get the prime minister to be present at her like secret coronation that's been rushed up. Anyway, so Fiona gets caught, and her two I'm friends so get caught. I'm so lost already, and I saw this movie. You're doing a great job explaining it. I'm not saying it's your fault. It's just that I'm reliving the feeling of this film. Yeah. This is an abridged version of what happens to no, you. There's I know. so many other There's little so details many other that things. go into this. At the end of the movie, they have to chase down Kevin and Olivia at the airport, and they explain what happened, and Kevin and Margaret make up. They don't really need to make up. It's just somebody. Fiona lied to Kevin. And Kevin and Margaret get married on the spot at the airport. And the movie ends with Margaret's coronation, where we get a brief cameo from a Christmas prince, Amber, and the royal baby. And so that's how we know that this movie takes place after the events of a Christmas prince, the royal baby. Spoiler alert, they have the baby. (laughs) And that's it. That's the movie. I do need to point out right away, though, as Kevin and Olivia are going from the castle at the end of the movie to the airport, there is another goddamn mystery Santa white man oh, who is driving is. the cab who's like, they get in the car, they're like, to the airport. And he was like, oh, I guess we're going to have to take the long way because there's a storm coming. There's no storm. He's just lying. But like, he's like, you know, supposed to be this like mythical Santa man. And it's a different mythical Santa man from the first movie. Is also. it? I think it looks the same. I could Listen, I did research into this, and I could not come up into anything. Okay. So, like, I... I think it's a different person. You think it's a different like, person? Okay. I, you know, spiritually, it's Santa, <laughs> I guess, who's driving the same, this taxi cab. Netflix likes to do this thing where they're just like, Santa is just a guy who's going to come down and fix your little problems all at once. I'm like, that's not what Santa does. Who is this guy? <laughs> anyway, there was another, another, another person that showed up and meddled mystically, and I didn't like it. You never do. I never do. I didn't like it in the first version of this. I didn't like it in Falling for Christmas. But that's the movie. I laughed a lot during it. I'll say that. What are your notes? I'm sure you have tons to say about this. I do. I don't like these movies. And it's controversial in our home. And, you know, I I did some research trying to get some fun facts for this, which we'll get into in my fun facts section. Mm -hmm. And, like, a lot of people do like these movies. Okay. And so I'm going to say a couple things. That are positives. I think the costumes in these movies are stunning. Yeah. 
There were a couple of dresses that Margaret wore that I was like, these are absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. Stunning. Gorgeous. Beautiful. I think that the actors actually do have a lot of chemistry. And I think Vanessa does an okay job when she's not speaking in an accent. Yeah. Uh, I think the sets and the scale are really fun, but I think it's too much. Mm. Too much is happening. There's too many characters. And this is a problem across the board that we've encountered in the Netflix original live action Christmas movies. Yeah. There's too many characters. The problem is, is that with this and A Christmas Prince, all of the first movies have characters that people like. And so they bring them back. Yeah. And then they just keep adding them. And like we saw in the trailer for A Christmas Prince the royal baby they bring back all of the characters and add more and i assume in the third one of this it's the same thing they just add more characters i wonder if the idea is for netflix has taught has hinted at this like christmas cinematic universe Mm -hmm. and maybe all of these characters are going to get their own spin-offs is what i'm thinking interesting i cannot believe how quickly fiona the cousin bratty princess gets forgiven like, I, it's hinted that she's going to jail, but we know she's in the third one. Yeah. So everyone becomes chummy. It's just, I, have, I have a theory about this as well. Okay. It's just like how in the Christmas Prince movies, yeah. the villain of the first one ends up being like the ally and friend of the second one. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are we doing? Sometimes people are bad. Also, there's, I, 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 there's so much happening. There's always these weird sidekick character situations Mm -hmm. like amber has that in the christmas prince universe the fiona character has them here and they're not adding anything i want to go through these scripts and just rip out plot points because we don't need this this movie also dragged every 10 minutes i was like how long have we been here because there's so much happening yeah so i don't like these movies we need to get back to basics with these netflix movies one of the reasons that falling for christmas is not that bad is that it's straightforward yeah this is what i want i want female character i want the stereotypical give it to me Mm -hmm. she's a big city girl too busy for christmas so she gets sent to a small town where what jake the farmer owns an inn and they meet and they instantly hate each other but then there's a snowstorm and they're stuck together. And through the power of Christmas and love, they fall in love and she learns the meaning of Christmas okay, and small town we, life. But we have those. Those exist. I know, and they are good. Nah, they're fine. We have a thousand princess movies. We have royalty movies within the Netflix universe. I understand. But I want to watch these ones. <laughs> I, like, I liked the second christmas prince movie better because it was more chaotic and there was more weird things going on. i will say this the sequel to princess switch made me appreciate the original princess switch more sure because i'm like oh that actually there wasn't a lot going on in that one mm-hmm. they just switch yeah i i liked the first one of these better yeah and i liked the second christmas prince better i think that's fair yeah. I think the first Christmas Prince was too boring and too nothing. And this one, there was a lot going on. I and will it did say, drag at times. I will say, Vanessa Hudgens does produce these movies. And so it feels a little bit like a Vanessa Hudgens vanity project. Well, it is. <laughs> Sorry, you think the movie with three different Vanessa Hudgens characters isn't a vanity project? And that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I good for her. You know, grab that cash. Yeah, absolutely. 
So that's what I think. I just, I wish, I just need like two less storylines. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to learn to love Fiona. They should have just made her really evil and then not made the third movie about Fiona. I think I'm going to find that insufferable. We'll find out. But the scale is really nice. Like the production budget that they put behind it is very nice. And it does feel Christmassy. Oh, before I forget, the score in this movie. Wow. The score is the fourth Vanessa Hudgens. When you hear about a score that crawls, one that (laughs) adds moments and words to a scene, nothing like this no music cues have ever hit harder than the little like it literally is like a tense moment dun 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 like it is it's almost like a laugh track the movie behaves like a laugh okay but there is (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm saying like i think that's like it's so campy this i think you're not leaning into the campiness of this movie enough i don't know how to it's because a christmas prince is not campy and this one is, but they're in the same universe. So it's kind of confusing. This movie's very confusing. There is a scene where Kevin and Margaret are dancing and it's just too silent night. And they're doing like a whole Regency period type like ball. Yeah. Too silent night. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. <laughs> like they know. It's like no one's ever danced a silent night like that before. No one's ever danced a silent night period exactly it's a revolutionary movie (laughs) what did you think what did i think vanessa hudgens has never looked better Uh, that's those are facts (laughs) you know that's 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 true that's what i'm walking away from this movie with. and you're right and like it's 100 percent true and every iteration of vanessa hudgens i'm partial to the margaret but of course i am uh is spectacular yeah i cannot agree with you more yeah there we go uh her accents are rough oh Fiona has this, like, vague French accent for some reason. It's not good. And so she has to do, like, a fake French accent while doing a fake British accent. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not great. There is a moment in the subtitles of the movie where it says, parentheses, in a British accent. <laughs> when, like, t- the two Vanessa Hudgens are on the screen. So you know who's talking. Yeah. It's pretty funny. It's really hard. Like I've been saying, these movies are super chaotic. And I think that's what I like about them over the other ones. It's very Scorpio. Keeps me on my toes. It really is. You know? Yeah. I said all the actors have good chemistry. I think everybody plays really well together, even though some of the actors are... There's a lot of... As we've mentioned on this podcast, I have DM'd for Dungeons & Dragons a lot in the past. Yes. And, you know... I've been lacking a little bit lately and need to get on my get on my shit and get that together. I feel for Vanessa Hudgens when she is acting with herself because sometimes you have to have two NPCs talk to one another <laughs> and it sort of felt like that. We were just sort of watching Vanessa act with herself. Yeah. And that was I felt a little bit of sympathy for that because it's it's not an easy thing to do. Sure. No, not at all. Controversial take from me. I'm kind of good now, though, on these movies. I don't... (laughs) (laughs) You don't need a third one. (laughs) Third one seems kind of like overkill. Um, Unless. There is a big unless. Like you were saying, they're trying to create a Netflix cinematic universe, right? Unless they introduce the 2022 feature, which is the multiverse. If they introduce a Vanessa Hudgens multiverse situation... I see. That could be very interesting. You know, everything's a multiverse post-pandemic. A Christmas portal. (laughs) I was so annoyed that they added another goddamn Santa figure in, like, the 11th hour. I was like, you said it at one point. This movie was an hour and a half, and, like, 
And an hour and five minutes in, you were like, hey, there's not been another Santa figure. And then literally <laughs> 10 minutes later, some man pulls up in a taxi and like looks back at Kevin and Olivia and winks. And I'm like, <laughs> we, I summoned him. And can I say, so you're good? You don't need these anymore? I'm good. But I think the interesting thing that you brought up was that the Fiona character sort of has like a turn to the good at the end. And she's showing remorse. I don't, I couldn't tell if that was like her actually showing remorse or her trying to like play off the remorse, but she's still secretly evil. No, I 100% think she is actually trying to show remorse because in all of these movies, they try to make the bad people have some sort of arc so that they can be in the sequel. Right, but she doesn't need an excuse to be in the sequel because she's already <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens. What, I, what we vaguely know about the third one from the trailer is seemingly similar to A Christmas Prince. This is also a heist movie. Yeah. And they need to basically use Fiona's skills to complete the heist. Sure. And so I assume they grab her, take her out of the dungeon, and use her skills to complete the heist. But I think Fiona's going to stab him in the back. Well, I'm excited to see. Bold, bold early called shot for that movie maybe we won't watch that movie next year but the year after maybe we need a little break we'll see we'll, we'll see, see where we're we'll at. see what we're doing we are going to be recording season four right after season three because we have to continue planning and execute our wedding <laughs> um during Wait, we have to be cognizant to not make any topical jokes because <laughs> yeah so just to just letting you know that we will be we normally record the first, you know, five or six episodes a couple months in advance. Yeah. Like, we're going to just continue doing this yeah. throughout the year. So when we watch The Princess Switch 3, it'll probably be, like, April. Yeah, I was going to say, like, March. And so who knows? Who knows where we're going to be at in April? That's my notes. I think Vanessa Hudgens is extremely attractive in all of these movies. Yeah. That's it. She looks great. Yeah. What about what about the fun facts? You were You were having trouble finding them, from what I understand. Okay, guys. So here's the thing, behind the scenes, season three, there are films where I just crack open IMDb and there's just like hundreds of fun facts for me to pick from, mm -hmm. right? And then there are films like A Princess Switch 2 where there is literally nothing. So because there was, and I mean nothing, and I looked, I found two fun facts, there's nothing. I am going to pull a different feather from my cap and introduce a special segment called ba da ba ba da ba What's the Hudge? Some fun facts about Vanessa Hudges. <laughs> you don't need to do this, but okay. <laughs> you love Vanessa. I do. What's the Hudge? <laughs> What's the Hudge? All right, everyone. So you all know her for High School Musical and blah 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 and lots of other things. But I bet you didn't know some amazing things about Vanessa Hudgens, like the fact that she starred in and was also the producer of the Netflix film The Night Before Christmas, which we haven't seen. Hmm. That was before Princess Switch. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, so there is another Vanessa Hudgens vehicle before, and it's night as in K-N-I-G-H-T. Nice. So also royalty. Probably a rom-com. Yeah, I think maybe before we venture into Switch 3 or whatever, mm -hmm. the, the renaissance, we watch The Night Before Christmas to make sure that we have any necessary backstory. Sure, in case there's any threat, loose threads. Yes, correct. Hudgens is a frequent attendee of the Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival. 
wow. otherwise known as Coachella, and she has been unofficially called the Queen of Coachella. Wow, good for her. She, she is known for her boho chic fashion style, occasionally going barefoot at the festival. Wow, dogs Disgusting. out. Disgusting. Yikes. No, Vanessa. Hudgens promotes Neutrogena and was the 2008... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Hold on. And was the 2008 featured celebrity for Sears' back-to-school campaign. 2008, what a time. In 2007, she became a spokesperson for Mark Echo Products and ended the contract after two years. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please just tell me about the Christmas brands <laughs> and why they were in this movie. I don't... This is this is nothing. How dare you? I'm about to tell you about her philanthropy. I don't care about her philanthropy. She volunteers for charitable activities including Best Buddies International, Lollipop Theater Network, St. Jude's Children Research Hospital, VH1 Save the Music Foundation, and is also featured in a very special Christmas Volume 7 disc which benefits the Special Olympics. Hutchins is also part of Stand Up for Cancer, Change the Odds, along with Hollywood stars, including ex Zach Efron, Dakota Fanning, Kristen Bell, and many others. Wow. You know, when I said I wanted to do this in 36 minutes, I didn't realize <laughs> that I'd, I'd lose five of these minutes to <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens' facts that are not remotely interesting or relevant. <laughs> I fundamentally disagree with you, and I'm worried because you're editing this that you're going to cut all this out. I'm going to keep mentioning the Vanessa Hudgens fun fact section. She was raised Catholic. Her Her father died of cancer in February of 2016. That's horrible. That's not a fun fact. (laughs) All of her grandparents were musicians. And that's what you missed on What's the Hudge? Hey, So let's get into some fun facts about the Princess Switch. Amber and Prince Richard from A Christmas Prince make a surprise cameo at the coronation scene with Margaret. A Christmas Prince 2017 was previously watched by characters within the universe of the Princess Switch, making their appearance an interesting plot discrepancy. I think it's a documentary then. No, yeah, I mean, that's what the theory is, but I did not find anything to back that up. Well, we are the Christmas movie experts, so... That's true! You know, anyway, as a fact, we learned that A Christmas Prince is actually a documentary. Mm. And within the Princess Switch universe, it's it's fact. It's a factual documentary Wow. about the, the life and marriage of Amber and Richard's marriage. My other fun fact is that if you thought that the Princess Switch was hard to follow, the second one is going to leave you totally befuddled. The Princess Switch, switched again, adds yet another lookalike character for Vanessa Hudgens to play. And as she explained to Screen Rant, the experience was anything but easy. Quote, I do love a challenge, and a challenge it was. As Hudgens went on to explain, it was actually even more complicated playing three characters, as each of the characters were also trying to play another character as they'd all switched places. Mm. Too many switches. So try to wrap your head around that. And that's it for my fun facts. Wow. Bleak. Short and sweet. Alrighty, folks. As we do every episode, it's time for our definitive ranking of this movie. As is tradition, we base our rankings around the 12 days of Christmas. So, out of 12 days of Christmas, how would you rate The Princess Switch Switched Again? I'm going to give it two turtle doves. Two turtle doves? You know, I came into it about to give it six. Wow. But the more I talked about it, not unlike Falling for Christmas the less I enjoyed it. Mm. And I kind of have a headache now. Oh, no. Maybe it's because of all of the 
redacted. No, there's no. <laughs> I hate this episode. <laughs> Is this what you felt like when we did the Charlie Brown episode and you were dealing with the COVID vaccine? Because I feel crazy. You were like sweaty a little bit. I'm sweaty. I'm clammy. I'm tired. I'm supposed to go work out in like 30 minutes. It doesn't make any sense. Yep. I think that this movie is two turtle doves. I'm giving this movie two turtle doves, but I'm giving the Vanessa Hudgens fun facts 12 out of 12. I'm glad to know that Vanessa Hudgens doesn't wear shoes at Coachella. She seems like a chaotic person. Yeah, extremely chaotic. Yeah. How many days of Christmas would you give this movie? I'm going to give this movie five golden rings. Wow. It's lower than my ranking last year, but you know. It's not good. It's not. I don't think five is a good ranking at all. I didn't hate it, though. I, like I said, I laughed a lot during this. I enjoyed the watching of this movie. Maybe it was because you were struggling so much and it made me laugh. I, I enjoyed watching this movie with you. I, had I a, gave this movie my full attention, too. Like, I, I, know. I was were, under a blanket. You were trying was, really hard. Yeah. And I really enjoyed watching it with you. It was a fun experience Aww, for me. Well, that's sweet. Yeah, I don't know. I liked how the characters worked off each other. I think... Everyone does a good job in this. The story's too much. Yeah, five golden rings. That's that's what I'm going to go ahead and give this one. Awesome. Love yeah. it. Love it. Thank you so much for listening. We're only 16 <laughs> days away from Christmas. Where did where did the year go? I, well, so much happened. <laughs> and we hope to spread as much Christmas spirit as possible. So please share this with your friends if they aren't already listening. Join us next week as we watch another Netflix movie that we're both super interested in. Jingle Jangle. Netflix sponsoring this podcast because we're we're going back to back to back here. Yeah, that's three in a row. Yeah. And as we say every episode, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.